Welcome to the Breathing God podcast. I'm your host, Gretchen Rodriguez. Hi, everybody. I am besides myself. I am so excited for our special guest today, Liz Wright. Um, I won't get into the whole story because it's too long, but it was an absolute God ordained moment meeting her right before we moved to Texas. The Lord had given me a vision and told me that I would be meeting this woman who I, I didn't know Liz. I knew nothing honestly about her, but we met and um, it was absolutely God. We wrote loved together, which has been honestly meeting Liz has brought a shift into my life that was unexpected and beautiful. And so I want to tell all of you listening and watching, don't just listen with your mind. I encourage you to open your heart, engage your heart, and believe that God is going to shift you as well. Liz carries the Lord's presence so honorably and so beautifully. And so I am really excited to introduce my new friend, Liz Wright. Liz, well, welcome. Oh, it's such a joy to be with you. It really is. Thank you for the privilege of being able to be on with you today. It's my honor. Okay. So I'm sure most of the listeners are going to know who you are now. However, for those who don't or maybe haven't heard the story, I would love for you to share how you met the Lord, how he encountered you for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's I love sharing how it all started, really. So condensing a long story short, um, I come from a background where grew up with a mum who struggled with mental illness, just beautiful, beautiful lady. She's now in glory, very kind, very gentle, and went through a lot of trauma in her life. And it resulted in her struggling with mental illness. So I watched her go through about seven nervous breakdowns in in her life, which was very difficult as a child. <laughs> so, and then I answered sort of all the all the need, the emotional need, you know, that I was experiencing from coming out of a childhood like that. I started to drive my life, and I I um I began to make you know bad choices really in relationship choices, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, sort of fast forwarding, I ended up in a marriage a long time ago. The beautiful part is I've got my amazing daughter out of it, who's now mm. twenty four. Um, that's the beautiful part and um, and also Jesus came into my life in the midst of it so it was a, it was very abusive my ex-husband struggled with a lot of unresolved trauma in his life that led him into you know serious addictions and at that time I had no grid no life experience to deal with what I was actually living with on a daily basis mm -hmm. the result of it was beca I became I think collectively, everything I'd sort of gone through that I, I had not resolved or, or dealt with any of the trauma. And so the result of it was that I ended up um, depressed, clinically depressed. Mm -hmm. And I cried out a desperate prayer and just said, God, if you're real, help me. And I remember that night, I was really, because I'd seen what my mom had gone through, I was really afraid of, of nervous breakdowns and mental illness generally. Mm -hmm. And I had been put on Prozac. I was on antidepressants and I was under a doctor in London. And um, I just felt 
instinctively not to take the medication, which to me was really frightening, you know. Mm. And so anyway, so I didn't. Went to bed that night, having just prayed that desperate prayer, like, God, if you're real, help me. That was it. I didn't know anything, didn't come from a church background, just nothing. Wasn't spiritual, just, you know, living my life in London, all that I was doing, just trying to survive life. Anyway, the result of it was um, I woke up the following morning and I had I had no language for any of it then, but I had been baptized in Holy Spirit. I'd be I was filled up with his love and I was completely healed of clinical depression and I've never experienced it since. And just in a moment. Yeah, just literally woke up and it was completely gone. I was and I was full of this passion to know the truth about Jesus. I, I just passionate, obviously, Holy Spirit put it in me. I passionately wanted to understand the resurrection. All I could think about was the re resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, and I was filled with love. I suddenly became in love with God, but didn't know what, you know, I had no language for what was happening. I was just feeling a presence and full of love and free. And so I started to study the scriptures like the bible and anything i could get my hands on with regards to the authenticity of the resurrection of jesus christ so fast forwarding i went back home and i was so different my ex-husband thought i was having an affair because i was <laughs> so different and like yeah. and all i wanted to do I, I used to stay up at night it was a love affair wasn't it it was a love was, affair with jesus totally it was like, straight, straight away. I just yeah. didn't know the names. You yeah. know, I didn't, I didn't have that personal relationship yet. So I knew I was with God, like father. And so I would sit up all night, you know, a lot of the night and just be in this presence that I was experiencing. It was just amazing. And then, and studying and studying. And then um, I remember it was like May 94. I remember sitting on the bed and in my little guest room in my house at the time, and I had realized, I was reading a scripture, and I had realized from my studies that the method of crucifixion as a, as a torture uh, was invented 800 years after this particular scripture that was descri describing the crucifixion of Jesus. And just that one fact, Holy Spirit used to land everything in my heart and just bring that conviction of this spiritual awakening, I was experiencing this transformation of my heart, and my life and healing was real. The crucifixion was real. The resurrection was real. The Bible was real. And it just went off in me. And it was interesting because my response to that was uh, like I felt overwhelmed because I knew that there was no way back. Everything mm. that I had thought my identity was, everything I thought life was, wasn't you know, and it was all true. And there was just no way back. And my life was about to completely begin again. And I had no idea. You know, it was like being starting again. Anyway, so that was May. So I just sat there and I said to the, I said to God, okay, Jesus, you're real. And you rose from the grave. And I want to meet you. And I give you my life. And that was it. January 20th, 1995 is when everything changed from my life completely irreversibly I was sitting on the bed living in daily abuse stuffing my emotions which was you know not wise but to try to prevent conflict and difficulties happening in you know and so I was 
feeling very irritated. I wasn't having a holy moment. I was feeling very irritated by my ex-husband who was watching an unholy movie. And I was trying to sit on the bed and be in the presence of God. And I was listening to one worship song that somebody had given me on a tape. Like it was that, it was that long ago. And, um, and I just said to God at the time, I just went, just take it. Meaning just take this anger, take this frustration that I'm feeling inside because there'll be a consequence and I don't want that, you know, and I was, and I just said, just take it. And as I said that, holy, wow, his presence, wow. Jesus stood in front of me physically. And I, wow, <laughs> ah, wow, so holy, even today, even or every time. Oh, so thankful. Wow. And he appeared to me looking like a Jewish man. And he had a long beige seamless garment on, bare feet, and he was shining. And the, this light was coming out of his eyes, glowing off his skin. And he, he reached out his hands to me. And I was terrified. Honestly, Gretchen, I guess I had no grid for what was happening to me. And I was in the presence of God and I was literally terrified. And in the first split seconds, terrified and feeling extremely self-conscious. And, and so everything within me sort of came into the light, so to speak. Right. And I so saw I felt ashamed. I couldn't look at him. But literally within split seconds, because of the love he's, that, that was pouring out of him, it was like, the light that was coming from his eyes was was bathing me. It was literally hitting me in waves of peace and love and just perfect love. And it was healing me and integrating me and all the fractures in my soul, yeah. all the pain in my emotions and everything I'd gone through, just one after the other was like coming through, rolling through me in waves. And then he reached out his hands to me and he said, come with me, always come and rest with me a while. And so I took hold of his hands. I looked up, took hold of his hands. And the love was just perfect acceptance, knowing my value, just immense, indescribable, really, just perfect love. Went and he took me up on a hill and we sat under a tree and I just wept, wept and wept. And he just stroked my, stroked my hair and it felt like I was with him for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was just love, love, acceptance, love, love. And um, and then he he showed me other things as well but for another time. But I, I then found myself, I was clinging to him. It's literally clinging. He had his right arm around my shoulder and I was clinging to his waist. And I could feel him, mm -hmm. like physically, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was just extraordinary. I've never felt love like it. And, and I came love out. was love and love himself. Mm -hmm. was what set you free it was yeah. it was an encounter with yeah. the man of love this yeah. man of fiery passion whose yeah. whose love is so purifying yeah. and it and it does cause us to realize how much we need him but in yeah. such a healing and redemptive way it isn't yeah. a shameful i'll never i'll never be able to look you in the eyes it's no. a I know who I love and I know who I need and I know that you are able to cleanse me at the same time. It's, yeah. ugh. Absolutely. Okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> this is beautiful. It, it, his perfect love, there's no judgment. There was no 
telling me off. There was no um, listing everything I'd done. And I lived a messy life, mm-hmm. you know, as we do before the Lord, you right. know, just trying to survive, being pushed by pain, comprom- making compromised choices to try to survive, you know. And I was trying to also take care of my mom and all the things we do, you know, we have mm-hmm. in life and that are pressure. And um, there was none of that. It was just the one who's perfect, loving me. Yeah. and um, into wholeness and yeah. in his presence and so I came so yeah he's my breath he's my life I can't live without him don't ever want to in any sensation exactly of you right. know just like you you know we just love him with everything that we are by his grace and are passionate to to for everybody to know him you know in the deepest possible way and so I came out of that experience and I remember sitting I, I had not I was not conscious of the earth realm at all while I was there I was fully gone with him but yet my body must have still been sitting on the bed because my ex-husband mm-hmm. was still in the room but what happened was I I found myself back sitting on the bed and I was completely pure Gretchen didn't want to speak didn't want to go forward in life just wanted to sit in the perfection of this newborn mm-hmm. life moment and so I had a notepad next to me on the bedside table and I wrote down what had happened and my ex-husband came up and he was looking at me and he started to freak out. And he was like, what's happened to you? What's happened to you? So I, I handed the notepad to him. And I got up and looked in the mirror, the mirror and I was glowing. Literally, my face was, I was so full of Jesus. Oh, I was radiant wow, <laughs> for wow. that moment. I was like, Moses moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was just oh. glowing. It was just amazing. And I couldn't see the sin, the things I was afraid of, where I was risk managing the pain. And my ex-husband, it was gone. All I could feel was immense love for everyone, the value of everyone. And there was such a force of love coming out of me. I didn't fear the behavior in people. I literally was experiencing the perfection of the divine nature of God within us. I mean, obviously, I've gone on in life since then yeah, and bump, right. bumped and bruised around and had to, you know, but in that moment for for days afterwards, ugh. The Lord used me powerfully at that time and like straight, straight away, straight on, straight away, witnessing, mm-hmm. just amazing. Lady was about to commit suicide. The Lord had me write love notes to her and expose it and, and was just on straight away. And I just was addicted to him in a holy yes. way. Yes. The only legitimate addiction, you yes. know, just or the one that's good for us. Um, just couldn't live without him and started and my whole life it has changed as an understatement so that's how I came into the kingdom you know and so then I started to want to just find other believers and just who knew mm-hmm. Jesus and so I started my journey in to the family of God you know but yeah so that's that's it, how I came it is into this the kingdom enc- and it is this encounter because you know what began all those years ago mm. to where you were absolutely 100% a new person you yeah, were completely. whole and healthy spirit soul and body and yeah. and this this washing of his love and this washing of his light this is what we are called to live in every single day you know mm. we may not have it to the intensity that you did but he is the same god that meets us in our places of pain, our places of warfare, our places of, you know, where where we feel like we've fallen short. 
He looks at us with those same eyes of love, that same holiness, and in the same light that can change our circumstance and our perspective in a moment. And so that encounter began a whole new walk of life for you. Like you said, you Mm. could never go back. No. And nor do we ever want to. No, but well, you can't. You're a changed person. You are you're a so, new creation. Yeah. The very core. Everything is different. Everything yeah. is different. We think differently. We desire mm. different things. And and mm. so you had this very monumental encounter with the person of Jesus. But from that point, you began to have more encounters. Mm. You know, you went from being. I, I hate to say non-spiritual, but you weren't, you know, you weren't I tapped into. I was as spiritual as a rabbit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now you are, I mean, you know, I've, I've worked with you a bit. And so I know mm. that you have encounters all of the time you are mm. seeing and you are hearing and you are receiving from the Lord for yourself and for others. And so there is one particular encounter that I had in my heart and you also had in your heart to share today. And honestly, when I, I mean, we only put a tiny bit of this encounter in our book. Yeah. But when I read that encounter, I was just weeping. It was one of the, one of the moments when I was before the Lord and I thought, I can't even write. I can't even write because it's such a holy moment. And I knew that when people would read that, that devotion of that day, and I know that when they hear this encounter, mm. it is going to breathe life into them yeah. in a very tangible way. So can you share that beautiful encounter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely what's on Jesus's heart, isn't it, for our mm-hmm. conversation? I mean, and for every, you know, obviously for for the for His love to just release into people's hearts. Because I, I found that because all my senses had woken up, um, the Lord had just sovereignly switched my sensitivity on. Um, I just started to live, you know, and I began. It was years years in really to the journey that I realized I was walking an identificational walk for the bride and so I was a prophet of his heart really and but I didn't have that language I just started to realize what I was experiencing I was coming in agreement with Jesus's heart for and then I'd start to see it beginning to become mainstream across the body of Christ people would begin to talk in a similar language and share similar experiences of the Lord and how he was revealing himself. And I was like, oh, oh, that's who I am. That's what I do. (laughs) So this was one of those. But it obviously, like with every encounter, it changes you, doesn't it? You're just never the same. I mean, for me, it's like every, whether we're hearing him or seeing him or feeling him, it's all seeing in the spirit. It's all equally valuable, you know, each because it's the same Holy Spirit. But yeah, so this one was... um, I was in a time of worship with a couple of friends of mine and the spirit realm opened up and I was again, not co-conscious, fully, of, I was not aware of here, taken into a massive throne room in heaven. And I could see all along the right hand side of the room, members of the cloud of witnesses, you just glorified people up in heaven now. And, um, and I was so overwhelmed, Gretchen, because it was complete. I was completely there, you know, and it was one of the very, very 
early experiences were like, Jesus would come to me. This was, I went, he took me there. You know, so it was very different. And it was enormous and regal and, you know, just heaven. And so I, I stood there rigid and couldn't move and was just overwhelmed and in awe and terrified even though I knew Jesus and his love it was again it was like the holiness and the majesty of who he is and the sovereignty you know so I stood there and I felt like a little little girl dressed in rags I was just I felt so tiny and I was stuck literally stuck to the floor couldn't move and then Holy Spirit obviously knew this and supernaturally moved me to the front of the throne room and so then the next thing I I saw three steps in front of me and then up on the right hand side I saw Jesus and he was in this beautiful majestic throne and then there were other people on around um, from the cloud but Jesus was standing there in front of me and of course because I saw him again I was just a mess you know just, and, and in the atmosphere of heaven I was liberated mm-hmm. to just express the true love you know, which I believe we all have. And I believe that part of what this encounter taught me was in the atmosphere of heaven, when we're liberated, we truly do love God. We might feel very compromised, you know, in or tired or disconnected or overwhelmed or whatever is happening in our life that affects our spiritual sensitivity. But in the atmosphere of heaven, the, the core of us, we truly love Jesus. And so I stood there looking at him and I reached towards him with my hand instinctively and I was like it was not pretty I was crying and screaming and just you know I was not singing I was not no singing soprano opera <laughs> no inhibitions at all exactly I was just bawling you know and then I reached my hand up to him still in this mess state and he leant his face towards me and I touched his face and just psh, overwhelmed And I noticed that as this was happening, obviously the throne room was full of people and they all went silent. And I realized, and the Lord just kept highlighting this to me after I'd come out of the encounter, that he was sitting there savoring my messy, screaming, shouting, crying, love. Yeah. And, that, and it was so holy and so honored in heaven that this was the Jesus was getting a moment, it's going to make me cry, of the reward of his sufferings. My true love, my authentic, messy love was what he died for. And he was savoring it and enjoying it. And heaven was just silent, honoring the moment until it finished. And, um, it undid me it just it changed me because I realized you know that is the most holy thing our tiny little weak movements of our heart our moments where we're worshiping in the midst of our life you know, Jesus understands everything doesn't he understands our journey in the frailty we might feel really compromised you know in how we're living but our true worship our true our heart turning and attempting to gaze you know no matter how you're feeling just loving him that's the most holy thing that's the gift we bring him when we move we genuinely I experienced it we move 
his heart. We can bring him pleasure, as we know. This is amazing. So there was a lot more to that encounter. I was ordained as an Esther at that time, and I began to understand that life of Esther and the power of our intercession, you know, and Jesus, as I was ordained in that supernaturally in heaven, revelation was given to me that it's not just it's not a garment we wear it's not a mantle we wear it's who we are you know it's the, it's the life of the bride it's the authority that comes from living a life of devotion you know the, the wisest thing we can do you know ever is is share our heart you know like it right. says in song of solomon you know, seven seven we stand in victory above the rest stately and secure as we share with god our vineyard above our heart and it was just that i experienced that that's the most important thing you know we love him we give him our heart and then power flows from our life transformation transforming power flows from our life and we can change nations because we're talking to the one who is who is the creator of the nations you know it's just yeah so that is such a um like I want to just turn the podcast off and just sit with him right now because you can feel the tangible love I I mean his presence is so so strong right now Mm -hmm. I was thinking about you know I remember having this moment with the Lord and I remember saying these words Lord if every moment of my life was spent just loving you, not asking you for anything, but just to adore you, just to love you. I, that would be, that would, nothing else would matter. There is something about bringing him our love that even though we are pouring it out to him, he can't help but pour it right back into us. And it is this ongoing continual feast of love that we are never asked to step away from you know this is even in our trials even in our difficult times this is when the true worship comes up because it isn't we're loving him because of what we get we're loving him because he is love because he is worthy because he is so present with us and you know, it's hard sometimes to get your mind focused when you're going through a trial. But what is seated inside of us, this Holy Spirit, this unity, it rises to the surface. And it is such a beautiful, pleasing gift to the Lord. And so I just, you know, I know that sometimes people feel, well, that's great for you. You had this encounter, you know, you're holy now, you're different now, but I don't think that God looks at me that way. And the point is that you didn't feel holy in that moment. You felt like a little girl dressed in rags. I did. Yeah. But he held you close. Yeah. And your love was his feast. It was his delight. And so I, I want to, you know, um, I wrote down the scripture because I just, this was the scripture that I thought of when, when I was listening to your story, um, song of songs, chapter four, verse one. And Jesus says, listen, my dearest darling, you are so beautiful. You are beauty itself to me. Your eyes are like gentle doves behind your veil. 
what devotion I see each time I gaze upon you. And this is how Jesus sees all of us, all of us who have yielded our hearts, all of us who have given ourselves to him. We are not perfect. That's why we need him. But he sees us and our love to him, even our weak, fragile love moves his heart. And it is our honor to give him this gift. Yeah. And it changes our lives and that love, you know, just like you said, Liz, it, it doesn't just change us. It begins to pour from us. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that Jesus told me years ago, when I first started writing and felt so inadequate to, to write what was, what I knew was his heart. And he said, Gretchen, just let your passion draw others to me. And that's what this whole encounter you're talking about. It is this relationship, this passion that we're not striving to tell people about Jesus or to, we're just letting his love pour through us. Yeah. Yeah. As we're one with him, which is a message that you share mm-hmm. so well. And I would love mm-hmm. if you would um, close us in prayer mm-hmm. and, but love before to. you do, can you just tell people how they can connect with you? Because you have so many things to offer you've got, you know, your school and books and, and your website and everything's so many places, but where can they connect to you? Yeah. Um, LizWright.org is the website. And then we've got lots and lots of resources on there. We've got the international mentoring community, which is just an amazing place Mm -hmm. of presence and miracles, as you know, you know, it's just amazing, amazing international community. So People can sign up onto the waitlist there. And um, and then we also have a free resource, which is um, experiencinggodslove.com. So it's just a video where I activate, I filmed a teaching and an activation for people, which is just a free resource. So people can jump on there as well. But yeah, LizWright.org is probably the easiest. All the books and resources and the show and everything we're doing yeah. is on there. Wonderful. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, I love what you carry. And I just want to say thank you for carrying him with, with such honor and devotion. I feel, I feel the pleasure of the Lord just as I've worked with you and, and hear your stories and, and kind of watch you along the way, I feel such joy and pleasure. And so, and I know he feels that for everybody, but yeah, he definitely does. Let's go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's the thing, isn't it? The more in love we are with Jesus, the more filled we get, you know, we yielded to his indwelling spirit, you know, and the more connected you feel, the more you just get filled with love for everybody else. You know, you just, and you just, like you said, you just start to overflow, you just pour out. And I think I've realized as well, as you know, you know, as we share the encounters, it's an invitation you know, it's into other people just being able to step in and begin to experience the Lord, you know, so the um, spirit of the testimony of Jesus, right, it's the spirit of prophecy, it's an invitation, and I found that down the years, as I'm sure you have, as we're sharing the revelation and you're sharing the encounters, people, the Holy Spirit activates, and there's just people go move into encounters it's like the whole the whole body of christ now starting to wake up is that you can see everywhere people are just desperate for supernatural reality and relationship with jesus so yeah yeah Yeah. and that's and from that point 
as you said, it is an invitation. And so I can feel the hearts of the people listening, beginning Mm -hmm. to say, yes, that's, I want this. I want this deeper walk. I want to know more. So will you pray for them and, and just release a blessing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus, we are so desperate for your presence. Apart from you, we can do nothing. We don't want to live in any sensation of separateness. Holy, wow. So I just, I come in agreement with your heart and with the heart of everybody watching and listening right now to this show, this conversation, that you would remove, Jesus, by your beautiful, powerful spirit, any remaining sensation of separateness from your presence. I pray for such an awakening of spiritual sensitivity and increase of our capacity to hear you and see you and feel you. Holy Spirit, I pray for such an outpouring, uh, a fresh baptism of your love to every single person that you would meet according to your riches in glory, according to your promise, Lord, that each one would experience their needs met and a fresh experience of your love the reality of your presence as the strongest influence and force transforming force of their life holy holy thank you jesus holy that you would bless them bless them to increasingly be able to embrace you the glorious christ within and live experientially in union with you beyond anything they've known thank you lord it's time Your beautiful, radiant, shining, glory-filled bride is rising to know you, to be consumed with you, to move in power and authority with our heart fully focused on the King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. 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 (laughs) Started to just go into the spirit. (laughs) 20 minutes later we're still in the glory yeah oh thank you Liz oh it's a joy a joy it's brilliant being with you okay I did I stop it I don't even this is Gretchen Rodriguez Thank you for joining me. If this podcast has been a blessing, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing. If you'd like, you can also sow into this ministry. If you dream of writing a devotional, consider my e-course, Exhale. At this time, I've written and co-authored 10 devotionals, most of them landing on Amazon's bestsellers list, and I am so excited to share what I've learned about writing devotionals with you. You can find a free lesson on my website, you can sign up for my bi-weekly encouraging emails or discover some other goodies. So into the ministry, all of that can be done on GretchenRodriguez.com.